Hey, welcome to the Creative Career Starter Podcast. My name is Chris Lyons, and I am so glad to have you with me. Today, I'll be talking with young designer Cam Chat, who just accepted a graphic design position at Odds Checker, which is the UK's number one sports betting odds comparison site. They have locations in the US, the UK, Australia, and Europe. But what I want to talk about is the perseverance and single-mindedness that Cameron showed during his 18-month job search that is like nothing I've ever seen. He's, <laughs> he's going to tell us how he dealt with the pandemic, a tight job market, and worst of all, coming in second for two positions that he really, really wanted. Be- right before sticking the landing and getting hired at Odds Checker, Cam. Thanks for coming in today. Yeah, thanks for having me. You know, I've been trying to get on here for forever, and we talked about it for a long time. But you know, I've been inspired by the people that you've had on, and hopefully, I can provide the same thing for people in my position. You know, when I started. Well, I think your position, far from being unique, is I think a perfect example of what young design school grads are facing right now as they come out. And, you know, our, our country has been shut down for over a year um, and it is opening up now. And I think you're a testament to that. But the struggles that you went through and the perseverance you showed, I think, is instructive for young job seekers. So let's let's start by talking about your new position at at, uh, at Odds Checker. Tell me what you do day to day. Yeah. So Odds Checker is a startup, but Odds Checker is owned by Flutter International. And Flutter International is probably the biggest in the gambling industry and the sports betting industry, so they have funds. So it's not like your typical startup, um, but it's a small team. But they just started the U.S. team, so the team in general is not small, but the U.S. team is. And I'm one of a couple creatives, and you know we're challenging each other, to kind of come up with creative concepts for social. And I have a unique opportunity to be able to add my creative ideas to the mix and. A lot of new new places when you get hired, you don't have that opportunity. So that's that's exactly the word for it. The keyword is opportunity. I have a ton of that. Excellent. Are you creating sports-focused graphics for promotion? Yes. Yeah, so a lot of NFL stuff with the draft just a week, week away, actually from today. The Masters was a huge thing. The Jake Paul fight was something we covered. When you graduated, your intent was sports design, but a lot of the tried-and-true sports design opportunities like – Sports Illustrated and ESPN the magazine were either shrinking or just flat out going away. And then you add in the pandemic and the canceling of all sports during your job search for a career in sports-related design. Could not have been a tougher time to chase your dream. No, it couldn't have been a worse time, but I will say it drove me to persevere. And, you know, that that part when you graduate and you expect to still be an all-star that you think you are, and, you know, the facing months and months of, you know, not having a job in your career, that drove me to, you know, create more work on my own time. And, and I was already doing it before I graduated. But, man, I really put together a portfolio of work based on my own time, you know, from talking with you or just challenging myself to what I'd seen online to make, you know, a monster, you know, gamut of, of designs that, you know, employers could look at and say, okay, this this kid obviously likes what he's doing. You were so prolific, and, and I'll include a link to your website and your Instagram feed um, in the show notes, but the amount of work that you put out really led to your first engagement. Talk about uh, what happened with Sports Illustrated. Yeah, so obviously we have a contact in Steven Skalaki, creative director at Sports, Sports Illustrated, which helped me out, but in talks with him and you, 
you know, showing the work that I had been challenged to be, you know, to push, push together holistic projects. I remember we did a project um, that's still on my site today, and it was the XFL. The XFL is the new biggest, you know, pro football league for it, you know, folded, evidently, but it's coming back with The Rock, which is awesome. But, you know, a holistic project that had branding and logos and everything that you would want to show someone if you wanted to get hired in a sports job was in this massive project. And Steven really thought that was impressive. But he, he also thought the work that I did on my own time in social was impressive, too. And I just communicated that, you know, I take a lot of work in from professionals that I see already on social platforms. And then I can kind of look back to see my progress over time. So when he saw your portfolio, he, he realized he could use you as a freelance resource, correct? Yeah. So Sports Illustrated liked my work. They just weren't prepared to add on a full-time position. So I was with them for, I think, a year and five months, and I created a ton of different types of graphics, um, audiograms, motion graphics, um, site and social primarily. And near the end, I was really getting proficient at creating different types of looks, and it caught the attention of Odds Checker. So during this whole process, Cam, you, you kept your LinkedIn profile up to date, and you really populated your Instagram profile with a ton of new work. Did that help feed into um, your success with Odds Checker? Uh, without a doubt. Without a doubt. And the amount of work that I challenged myself to create, I saw other designers doing that online as well. I followed this guy. Of course, I can't think of his name now, but he had a challenge, you know, create two posts a day, 365 days, and then literally in his post would say, you know, 298 out of, you know, 600 days or 600 posts. For the day. And I saw stuff like that, and it was like, man, there's other people out here working harder than I am. And I didn't like that. I, I wanted to work harder to make stuff more often and challenge myself, and it ended up getting me a job. Uh, that's awesome. And it also improved your skill set. Oh, 100%. Yeah, and that's that's the coolest part about it is that I could look back and say, wow, in 2018, I was kind of like, crap. I, I don't really like the look of this at all. <laughs> I'm like, what, what was I doing? But it's it's cool to see the progress you know, even a month at a time to see, okay, I'm starting to understand hierarchy. I'm starting to understand that, like, you can't just put an image on there without, you know, adding in some contrast and some clarity, you know. So let's talk about what, what kept you going during this adventure. Talk about focusing and building your portfolio with a single-mindedness that says to the world, I want to be a sports designer. There's a little risk in that. Oh, there's a huge risk. And my dad would tell you that himself because my dad was the one that would, would say, you know, why not just hunker down and get a local job at a local design firm? And I would tell him, Dad, I don't want to be miserable doing this. This is what I love, and I don't want to kill my dreams. I want to go for sports all in. And that's what I did. I, you know, I would go to meet with you when I was feeling in a rut, or I applied to a couple jobs in a row and I got turned down. You just have to keep putting work out and keep making work that applies to the places that you want to work at. And sometimes you don't even know it. I didn't know that my work was going to um, you know, attract Odds Tracker. I didn't know who Odds Tracker was, but they found me and I'm happy as a clam. I think the demands that Stephen put on you at Sports Illustrated put you on a timeline, put you on schedule to really crank out some work. I think it was great for your discipline. Yeah, it really was. And the people that I work with at Sports Illustrated were really awesome at pushing ideas around. And, you know, basically when you have a design and you can work with people that are used to you know, putting out great sports content. They know what great looks like. And 
you know, in the beginning it was humbling when I didn't have work that they weren't impressed with, but I worked hard to make sure it was impressive. And then that in turn helped on my portfolio a ton. And tell, talk about the positive feedback you got from your book. Did that help your confidence? Because this, this was a long stretch, Cam. Oh, yeah. We've definitely had some, some sit-downs where I was very melancholy and uh, upset about things, the way things were going. But, yeah, Sports Illustrated made my book look awesome. And the people at Odds Checker are awesome. They're super nice, and everyone has a go-getter, hustler mentality. And uh, that alignment of values is something that people talk about a lot. But I didn't realize it until I started working with them that, okay, everyone has my same mindset. And it's it's awesome to be able to have the same, you know, positive attitude with people and share that. And that's great. And I think there's there's a correlation or certainly a connection between being an athlete and working in sports design. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Earlier on, I'm a two time sectional uh, champion in soccer and I, I grew up with with sports in my life. And it wasn't until I was in your class where I literally was like, wow, I could do this for a living. I could take all the art stuff I'm really good at and just a small passion of sports playing it anyways and make this a career sports design who would have thought i know isn't it great yeah i I wish i had that focus when i was 15 man i know i do too i i never took an art class in my life until my third year of college when i finally transferred into design and illustration school i had never taken a, a formal art class my dad was an artist um, so was my mom. So I, you know, I grew up with it. But in terms of the formal training, not until I decided I'd had enough of pre-med and engineering and stuff that just I just wasn't suited for. I wasn't doing well because I didn't love it. That's so funny. So both your parents were were artists. What, are, what are yeah, my my introduction to the art world was chasing my dad around um, to his art shows every summer down in the Hudson Valley, the Woodstock area. He would every weekend. He and my stepmom would go sell their artwork and that's how they made a living while they were starting a school down there they they were going week to week to art shows and i would you know i'd sit and i'd i'd do charcoal drawings i'd do wood burnings and i'd you know put a five dollar price tag on it and someone would buy it and it was magic when someone bought you the validation number one but then the five bucks in your pocket number two you, you made the connection between art and commerce yeah, it's immediately art and commerce, and you don't ever get that experience unless you're at a festival like that when you're a kid. I have amazing memories of buying like little slingshot things or like little drawings and stuff, and you got to experience that as a vendor at a young age. Like, what a cool cultural, you know, burst at a young age. That's awesome. And that, that's kind of what drove my eventual career, just the love of art, and and I wasn't getting the fulfillment from the more technical um, fields of study. I was an undergrad for almost seven years because I just couldn't figure it out because no one told me what was possible. No one told me this stuff. So I vowed someday if I was ever in a position to do that, I would help young creative people figure this stuff out. I I have always believed that you will excel at the thing you love. And if, if you're doing something, if you don't like UX, but you're just slapping together a project for your book and your heart's not in it, it's going to show. If you love this stuff the way you love sports design, people see that in the book. Let's talk about one particularly painful chapter, because I think, again, it's instructive. Your experience with Pagula Sports and Entertainment. They're, the Pagulas own the Sabres and the Bills, and they have a sports and entertainment corporation, and they were looking for a designer. Talk about how many people applied for it and how close you came to that position? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so it was me and a couple other people, I want to say, at the end. Um, 
a couple interviews went through, and that's what they don't tell you in graphic design when you first get into design and start applying to jobs is that, at least in sports design, there's so many different interviews and so many different steps they want you to take. So you could take a lot of your time you know, invested into applying for a job and then you don't get it and you're left feeling a little bit lost, but you just gotta keep applying to jobs at the end of the day. But Pagula Sports Entertainment is awesome. Definitely still a dream job on my, my list. I'm a huge Bills fan, as are you. And um, they actually were the first place that I applied to ever. And uh, they came up on Teamwork Online, which is a great sports resource, by the way. And, you know, it was like, wow, this is my dream. It's literally right here in front of me on my, my MacBook. Just apply. And, you know, I, I made work for them. I interviewed really well. I felt really good. I ran downstairs after one of my interviews and was like, Dad, I crushed that. Like, tears in my eyes crushed it. Thought I had the job. Sometimes it's just not in the cards. You just got to keep chugging along. That is such a hard lesson to learn, Cam. I, I was dying. I thought you were shooing for that one. Your portfolio was filled with beautiful design work related to the Bills and the Sabres and, and sports in general. And I thought this was served up on a platter for you. Oh, my God. We, we made a whole section of my portfolio change to Bills design. I have a Bills Mafia page on my plate. <laughs> like, you know. But <laughs> and then and we sat there that one afternoon and researched Pagula Industries and everything they hold, their restaurants, their their real estate holdings, all downtown Buffalo. You could not have been more well prepared for that interview. No, not at all. I had I had full pages. I could still recite to you the pages and notes that I took for that. And honestly for Odds Checker as well. That was a job that I really wanted uh, after I was introduced to them. Um but yeah, yeah, there's so many notes. So much time goes into just the application process. But that's a part of the journey, and it is a learning process. It sucks to get denied for a job that you really, really want, but you can't stop. You can't stop making work. You just got to keep doing stuff. And, you know, sometimes it's just one piece. I, I've, re- I've listened to stories from previous students' years that had one piece of artwork in their portfolio that one employer saw, and that, that's the job that they have now, and they love it. That's incredible, isn't it? It's awesome. Just one, you're one design away from your dream job at all times. You just got to get a little bit better every time. Uh, that, that's really inspiring to say to young designers who are feeling the way you felt just a couple months ago when when that Pogula job didn't happen. I was, oh my! I, I will say, I don't think I was ever happier about someone winning a position than about you getting this job at Odds Checker. <laughs> hey, I'm with you. <laughs> Talk a little bit about the support of your family during this. The story about you guys going down to New York City for the first time ever for your Sports Illustrated interview. Talk, talk a little bit about that. Yeah, well, first and foremost, it was an awesome experience to go see New York. I've always wanted to go down and see what it's all about, what's all the craziness about. And it was everything and more, uh, visually speaking, um, you know, just what an amazing city. Uh, you know, to see and to experience. And the weather that we had that weekend was awesome. It was like 60s or 70s. So it wasn't even like, you know, rainy New York City. It was like typical pinnacle New York that you see in photographs. And uh, it really it really was a great experience. We got to go see the uh, Statue of Liberty and the interview that I had was awesome. And the Sports Illustrated building was just, you know, intricate and full of hardworking, you know, it was just contagious. Yeah, and it's so cool to walk in the offices and see all the giant photographs and imagery of iconic sports moments from Sports Illustrated. So inspiring, isn't it? 
It really is, and it's it's amazing to be able to talk to people that work for places like that. But that to be then to be considered for a job like that, just to be considered and to go, was like such an honor. I felt, you know, I felt important. I felt valued. I felt like I would have a purpose, you know. But if I had to point to the 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 one attribute you have that that people can look to and say, okay, I, I can learn from this, is your perseverance. That these things that were so such excellent opportunities that just missed through no fault of yours between the pandemic and the shutting down of sports and closing of, of companies and publications. And you just hung in there and just kept moving forward and creating great work. Yeah. And there's always going to be some obstacle. You can always come up with some sort of reason that you couldn't do the work or I already have a full-time job. You know, I don't need to do this. And, you know, I don't really like it that much. It's like, you really got to sit down and Think about what you want first, but if you really, really want something, perseverance is not a trait. It's something you learn, something you learn over time. And I don't, I don't mean to brag, but in every place that I've been, and I've been commended, but hard work, hard work actually pays off. It's, it's not some slogan that you read, and it's not a characteristic trait. You earn that, and that's how you build your hard work. Your hard work two years ago wasn't anything compared to how it is now. I just remember you telling me you were hustling. Was it Uber Eats you were working for? Uh, Grubhub, yeah. Grubhub. It is. It's a grind. Sometimes you got to grind and do things you don't want to do to be able to get where you are now. You do have to kind of have a hustler mentality to want to do something like that. And I think it goes back to your, your competitive athlete persona to pursue this just doggedly and not quit. I, I'm just so impressed and so happy, Cam, that you got this position. So how did your how did your actual presentation skills improve through this process? My presentation skills definitely changed as the job hunt process went on. You know, I think there's things that kind of like glare at you after you apply to a job on your portfolio where you kind of think, why did I include that? You know, you can kind of trim the fat from your portfolio as you go. Um, you want to be immensely proud of the work that you put in your book. And you want to show it to people, too. You want to show it to people like Chris Lyons, who actually has looked at thousands of portfolios that can tell you, you know, maybe not maybe not this one. What about, you know, your project you did a year ago with the, you know, illustrations interweaved, you know? I guess one of the upsides of all the interviews and the lengthy process is that you really get, you get to polish those skills. You learn how to talk to people and sell yourself, don't you? Oh, 100%. 100%. And something you learn along the way is that, not everyone is going to love your book and you have to kind of get used to rejection. It's not going to be the first job that you apply to and your presentation will get better because you will notice things that, you know, maybe you didn't notice initially when you were applying to the job that were maybe holding you back from getting that job. The kids that like illustration or like drawing, but don't know what graphic design is yet, yeah. go, Go download Adobe Photoshop or Adobe Illustrator or talk to someone and just push images around. Go on Instagram and follow, you know, the top five sports designers or the top five designers in general and just see if there's something in there that speaks to you. What I'm learning from kids that I work with is what's really important, and it is improving specific skills, shaping a portfolio, and helping them make decisions about where to go, where to point this thing, whether it's high school kids trying to get into a design school or recent grads trying to get into the industry. People just need, they just need someone in their corner to say, 
I can help you. I can make sure this work that you're going out with is the best it can be. Okay, and we're going to inspire countless young creative people through this process, which even in the best of times is nerve-wracking. And it was a white knuckler for you, given all the extenuating circumstances. And you just, you stuck it, man. I'm so proud of you. Thank you so much. I, you know, I couldn't have done it without you, my family, my friends, just a lot of people had to help me out because it's not easy. It's not easy, people. This career is not easy. (laughs) (laughs) It's not, but you are a shining example of what just perseverance uh, can can bring out and and enable. Uh, I just couldn't be happier. And thanks you so much for coming on my podcast. Absolutely. Thanks for the call. I want to thank Cameron Chat for joining me today and sharing his experience. If you are inspired by Cam's story and want to get started on a plan for your career, from improving your creative skills to focusing your portfolio, send me an email to chris at creativecareerstarter.com and we can talk about what you are looking to do and then get to work starting your career. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.